This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3 Episode 44. Uh, I am Ben, I'm joined with Maz and Ryan and we are here to preview the Manchester City episode. Unfortunately I did. Unfortunately, I missed the moment we pretty much qualified for Europa League so just going to say one bit on that, that's unbelievable of course. But I'm just glad I managed to go to the City game and hear the Europa League anthem in the Amex for the first time was just Big incredible. Time. That was so strange. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable night. Luckily, all three of us managed to get there as well. Um, Maz, how did you find the game? Yeah, the mate. Experience? Oh, mate, incredible. Like, to go to go toe-to-toe with Manchester City, arguably one of the best ever Premier League sides, and outplay them for the majority of the game, I'd say. Maybe there was outplayed, a, maybe 20, 30 <laughs> minutes where they, they, you know, they're Man City. They were obviously an incredible side. But to to outplay them at the Amex, I just think it still baffles my brain how far we've come as a football club and how we can go toe-to-toe with the English champions, potentially the European champions as well in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, it just blew my mind. And, and that in CISO goal, Jesus Christ, mm. that was just mental. But what I will say, Ben, and this should be the pod title, if Manchester City can get to the Champions League final, so can we. Yeah? How about that? I don't how know if we'll fit the characters for the title. <laughs> just the fact that we went toe to toe with them and, and we outplayed them at, at times mm. i just with thought, a weaker yeah. team as well ryan like yeah. would you because when yeah. i saw the lineup i'm not even maybe i was joking as well with my mates but i was like oh we could be losing 16 nil here and then missing out in europa league when villa beat us eight nil whatever at villa park but um yeah i genuinely thought like yeah. this was going to be a pretty rough ride when i saw the lineup but very i was very very surprised and obviously super proud of the boys that did but yeah, were you, what were your thoughts when you saw the lineup initially? Yeah, like you're going to be worried, aren't you? But I thought that you know, at the end of the day, I trust these players. These players are quality. Yeah, I think you know, it's, it's funny when you go through our team and like you think about Julio, you think about Facundo. These boys are 18, 19. You've got Evan Ferguson's 18. You've got Billy, even Billy Gilmore. You'd argue he's more established in that eleven. He's twenty one. And then you've got, you know, just signed Jao Pedro for 20, he's 21. Like, the, our, our squad is so young. 
And it's insane Jan because Van Heck, pretty much the whole 22. team. Yeah, he was fantastic, by the way. He's, he's going to get yeah. massive, massive oh. plaudits from me soon because he played that role so well that he was told to do. And it was like, honestly, Deserby tactically was unbelievable in that game. And I, I, I wanted to pick up on that point, but we'll get to that. But yeah, that, that 11 that we had, um, it, it realistically has no right to beat the 11 that City put out. I mean, they put out a full team, to be honest. It surprised me. I didn't see it coming. The only thing that they changed was their goalie. And it's not like he's a bad goalie. So I, I was quite surprised as to how um, City approached it versus us. I maybe Pep wanted to, you know, notoriously after he praises somebody, he wants to go and smash yeah, him. That's um, but it was good to see the mutual respect as well at the end. But now what, what a game, mate. Mm. And yeah, I was actually going to bring up um, JP Van Heck because he was probably the standout in the lineup, when I thought, oh my God, please don't tell me Harland said starting the City one, check the City one, Harland starting. I thought, oh God, this could be, this could be curtains because he got a few, mm. well, from what I heard and from what I read, a few people didn't rate his performance at Newcastle. I didn't think he was too bad considering how we played that night. Um, so, and to do what he'd done against Harland, the best striker, one of the best strikers the Premier League has ever seen, maybe one of the best strikers the world has ever seen. Mm. Um, albeit, obviously, they won the title, but still, his fresh legs, trying to compete for, well, I was going to say compete for a spot in the Champions League final, but we all know he's probably going to start, unless Pep throws some random surprise. Um, but yeah, to do what he'd done against Haaland was just incredible. He locked him up. Um, yeah, how impressed were you, Maz, of, of him? Yeah, brilliant. Um, he was so physically, obviously it was a very physical battle. Like, you know, he was jumping all over him. He was pulling his shirt. He was making it very unenjoyable for, for Haaland that evening. Uh, but I think that's that's what you've got to do with Haaland, unfortunately. I think, because, you know, he for me, what I noticed as well, especially seeing it live, like I think it's the first time I've seen uh, Haaland live. And just being able to see him that spin move he does, he loves that, doesn't he? You know, where he lays it off, spins off the defender and just runs. And obviously his pace, his brute uh, strength, he, he, it's just perfect for him, that, that kind of like tactic. Yeah. And um, yeah, every time Van Heck would be so tight to him. It was very similar to Rudiger in the first leg of the Champions League semi. semi yeah, where he was, he was, you know, touch tight, wouldn't let him spin, wouldn't let him really get off. And there was, and there was only that one time, obviously, for the goal where he got, he got away from him, you know, broke the lines, Gross kept him on side, which I'm sure we'll get on to. But aside from that, he was brilliant at just keeping him at arm's length and not letting him do what he usually does and sort of bully defenders. And, and if anything, he was bullying him at times. So, yeah, yeah. and Harlan was getting frustrated as well. You could see, I think at one point he pushes him as well. I remember that when it, he basically like rugby tackled him. Um, and then, yeah, Harlan got, got pretty annoyed and asked for a yellow card. So, yeah, it, it was a great physical battle. And I think Van Heck was brilliant. He just done everything he needed to to, to keep him quiet uh, most mm. of the time. And he left a few wounds on it, didn't he? Because I think yeah. I saw on Harlan's Instagram story the next day. He was like, yeah, I think he was either marks. showing off his, he was going, I love these, but he's either showing off his dunks or he was showing off his scars on his legs. Um, a lot of people yeah. were just saying, well, just wear shin pads then, mate. Um, yeah. Because a lot of these pros don't. They just wear like pieces of cardboard or some sort of yeah, like, like, mini shin pads. Their Nan's curtain just is not going to do any job. Um, but Ryan, go on, give your plaudits to JP. Oh, yeah, he was exceptional, as Matt said, like very, very good on Haaland, but also as a whole. His his um, technical and ball-playing ability I was really surprised by. Um, it's one thing that I wasn't sure. I knew he was a good defender, uh, was good at Blackburn, but the way he played on the ball was was fantastic. Um, and I, this is what I wanted to bring up was right at the beginning of the game, he was pretty much playing in midfield, a bit like how Pep does with John Stones. And I thought, this is really interesting because we've got him playing differently today. And I thought as soon as I saw that, I was like, right, OK, so he's obviously put a tactic into Van Hecker today because it's different, right? We're playing against a tougher side and he's and he's thrown him in instead of Lewis Dunk, which is massive, right? 
And to see him playing like he did and getting up and down too, as well as sort of coming in midfield. And he also was able to sort of get his distribution out as well. was really, really good to see because it showed how fluid we were. Him and Colwell sort of switched sides so often. And I thought that that was pretty amazing to watch. I mean, it was, again, I thought that Pep was trying to play like Deserby, but Deserby knew that Pep was going to try and play like him. So he counteracted it with something completely different. And it was like... Oh my God, this, and I was watching it like, this is a tactical masterclass because me and, um, shout Isaac, me and Isaac are proper like nerds for this sort of thing. And I was messaging him like, mate, this is a tactical masterclass for the ages, right? And this is unbelievable. And I was watching it and I just thought, yeah, Van Hecker was unbelievable, as was, uh, Levi Colwell and, um, mm. Jason Steele. But it looked like, them it looked like Colwell was, was man marking De Bruyne and then Van Heck was man marking yeah, Harland, really... which was then yeah. just constantly, because, because Colwell will come into the middle as well. And then we would literally just have like one yeah. centre back. I'm like, cool. If they catch us here, then we're screwed. But yeah, they I, know, I noticed that as well. There was a lot of yeah. like specific man marking, wasn't there? Rather than mm. zonal that some some teams approach it. Uh, but but yeah, that, that, that leaves me well though, Ryan, because Jason still obviously pulled off a brilliant save because Harlan goes through on goal after we've been kind of pressuring their, pressurizing their goal, and you think, oh, here we go, it's classic. You know, we've we've probably maybe nearly earned a goal, and then they just go down the other end and get it. But yeah, Harland <laughs> Harland doesn't manage to score thanks to Jason Steele. The North Stand erupt into you're just a shit Danny Welbeck and then the whole stadium picked up on it and I thought that's class. Yeah. I was watching Harland and he looked like he was quite enjoying that because um, he he kind of understands the British humour, doesn't he? Um, mm. So that was that was brilliant. And yeah, Jason Steele was great again. Uh, well, it wasn't last night, was it? The night before, right? But yeah, you were about to touch on Jason Steele, weren't you? Yeah, well, as I say, the, the ignore the drilling in the background if you knew. I'm very sorry, um, but he was he was fantastic. Um, I thought that I mean to be honest with you, the whole team was fantastic. But since we brought in Jason Steele, it's it's very different again. And um, you know, it's always a big question mark over him and Sanchez. And it looks like Sanchez probably won't be playing for us again if he's going to be like this. But um, mm. I thought Steele was was brilliant again. It's it's, it's proof of. Deserby, what he's done with these players, like him and Danny Welbeck, were pretty much written off by the footballing world. And the way that he was sucking in these players, bear in mind, he's got Phil Foden, he's got Erling Haaland, he's got Kevin De Bruyne, Riyad Mahrez. These aren't players that are just a joke. These are the best in the world. And they're sort of closing down Steele. He's waiting for him. And then he's waiting for Colwell to make the move. And that's where that goal came from with Julio, because he's waiting, he's dragging them all in, and then he's played out to to Colwell, who's, who's made the run forward. And, and there's Julio and CISO with, you know, that and Chelsea was the two of the best goals I've ever seen live, let alone, you know, in the in just this season. He's been fantastic. And Hit the matter big, big, like big, big credit to Steele. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we were, a lot of people um, were writing him off, a bit too erratic, I think I said on the podcast, and he needs to maybe get a loan, was what people were saying as well. And all of a sudden, he's mm. easily one of our best attackers, easily. And you know you, you you know you wouldn't even know we're missing Leandro Trossard and those sort of players that we lost in January uh, because it's you can make you a case that, now that he's better. It's for, yeah, but yeah, you probably could. It's funny you say like people writing him off. I feel like that's kind of the same for Facundo Buenanotte as well, um, especially with what I've seen and heard, and maybe even sometimes myself. I think maybe he's not cut out for it yet. Um, obviously, when he gets played out wide, he kind of looked a bit lost in yeah. a few games, but. Against Man City, he was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if you really guys good. agree, Maz, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was phenomenal. Mate, I literally, so I, I made notes because basically my memory is awful. So when I, yeah, if I'm, especially if I'm there as well, because it's, you know, contrast. Yeah, you don't, you don't have the, you don't know like the, the, the sort of memory. But I, funny enough, in my notes, I actually put down, so I've, I've got in my notes, uh, the players, I put like key 
you know, key performers, whatever. And he was one of them. And I thought he was brilliant. I thought, you know, he was, um, yeah, and Ciso, Gilmore, Bonanotte uh, were my three that I wrote down. But um, yeah, I mean, look, you can make you can make a case for pretty much every player on the pitch. I thought everyone was brilliant. But yeah, Bonanotte really stood out for me just because, yeah, I was I was I was on the same uh, wavelength as you, Ben, in terms of I was not. Uh, I wasn't really like criticising the performances, but I did, just didn't think he was ready. I felt like he was more, much more an impact player to come off the bench, you know, really sort of just uh, ease him in more, more so, get him more acclimatised and then started down the line. But fair play to him against Man City. He was one of the better players. He was easily taking, he was taking on players. He wasn't uh, looking fearful. Um, his end product was better. It's just, yeah, it was just a much better uh, performance from him. And I think, yeah, he was a bit poor against a few sides previous, but against Man City, he was faultless and he really, really stood out for me. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, Ryan, because I did want to pick up on the Sanchez thing, but did you have any words for, for Kundo? Yeah, I think Buenonote is probably better to talk about anyway, to be honest with you. Um, and I think, yeah, he was he was fantastic. I, I was quite surprised by his close ball control. He, he gets away from his players quite tight and similar to Matoma, really. Um, and I think it goes to show that he, you know, Carlos Tevez famously said that he's the best Argentinian talent. And, you know, yesterday, I think, well, see, I say yesterday again, uh, you see that a lot more. And, and I think maybe it does come down to, you know, confidence also that he's in a new country, hasn't really played. He is 18 years old. I think it's always worth mentioning the ages of these players. And, you know, um, I was probably one of those, I think, against uh, Everton. He got overrun a lot against Forest. He got overrun a lot. Um, and that's just coming into these sort of physical sides down at the bottom, latter, age, latter stage of the season. And I think that if you give him a full season in the Premier League, even a couple more months in the Premier League, pre-season as well is obviously coming up, he's going he's gonna to definitely, definitely improve. You can see the quality in him. And as I say, the, that sort of way he got past players, he sort of glide through. It's a bit like a Phil Foden sort of move. Um, and, and that really, you know, encouraged me to think, yeah, this boy's got it as well. And uh, yeah, it's good to see. Just, just quickly before we go on to Sanchez, um, I just want to talk about just quickly as well, just the transfers we've had. So like historically speaking, right, we've had a fair few flops, right? Uh, you know, you can look at Elvis Manny, you can look at Jurgen Lacadia, you can look at, what a play. you know, you know, there's, there's <laughs> lots of players we could, we could pull out, right? But I think so it's just, I know, and I know we, we, we say this pretty much every pod, but the how well we've done with the recruitment and just to, to show like in terms of even look at the beginning we thought Undav might might be a flop but he turned out actually pretty good his finishing is brilliant and when he's actually come in he's actually been pretty, pretty good most of the time enjoying of course himself. he's had his stinkers yeah he's enjoying himself like you said Bonanotte and CISO uh Gilmore like all of these players have come in and actually proven their worth where it easily could have gone the other way. They could have had a, you know, a poor start and it could have just carried on and, you know, their days are numbered and they're going to go out. But I think we've hit pretty much like, I'd say nine out of 10 transfers in terms of like a success rate. Just um, hits no so, misses. Yeah, just hits no misses, as Drake would say. So, yeah, no, I think it's just uh, massively impressive, really, um, how well all the players that have come in have, have, yeah. have developed and, and actually nurtured themselves in, in, in new like Ryan said, you know, these some, most of these players like Inciso and um, Bonanotte have come in from Argentina and Paraguay, completely different worlds, like, yeah. especially like a young age as well, to, to you, come in and do what they've done. I think it's just hugely impressive, really. I mean, you look at Gilmore particularly. Um, I think he's been brilliant recently. I really do. I think he's been so good. 
Um, breaks up the play so well. It's disappointing that he doesn't get more minutes. He's got to be wondering what he's got to do to get 90. Um, but yeah, he's been brilliant. And you see, obviously, what came out about him. It's really horrible what's come out about him. With, yeah. uh, obviously, the um, Mason Mount. woman that's been stalking him. Uh, yeah, and Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell as well. Um, and the fact that he's been going through all that with nobody even knowing about it. And then everyone's thinking, why is he in the team? Uh, and sorry, why isn't he in the team, should I say? And now that's all come out and you can see the freedom he's playing. He's, he's playing a lot more free now that he's obviously got a conclusion on the case and it must be a lot easier for him to be able to cope with that. But equally, you forget about how old these boys are, as I keep saying. In, in 10 years' time, Gilmore's 31. He's in his, he's in his prime as a, as a centre midfielder at 31 years old. He's 21 at the moment. So to expect him to be able to play like he's in his prime when he's this young, I think it goes to show that you know in only a year you've been able to see an improvement. If these players stick around for another three or four, five, six years, what's going to happen then? You know, if they, if they actually stick with it, what is going to happen to these players? Because I think they can go seriously very, very, very high in their career. And that speaks for at least five, six, seven of them in that starting 11 that's at that age. That's a fair point. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, no, on the Gilly Moore, Gilly, uh, Billy, Gilly, Gilly Billmore. Gilly, Gilly Gilmore. Gilly Billmore. Uh, on the Gilly Billy Gilmore stuff, yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know how much that would just, uh, maybe it could, I mean, I've never been, obviously, been stalks, but I don't know how much that would distract you from football, but. Well, he, he, he did say it's really affected him mentally. Oh, did he? Uh, I haven't seen yeah, the words. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he couldn't sleep. He came out and said he's, I, th- I think I think he had a worse experience than Mason Mount, weirdly. I don't know. Because I think oh, basically really? what, she, yeah. what she was doing, she was messaging Billy Gilmore and uh, Chilwell to get in touch with Mount. So obviously she was harassing them to get through to Mount, if that makes sense. Oh, and apparently yeah. he she, he was also, apparently she also admitted guilty to this, by the way. So not apparently, guilty to um, lying about having his kids. Like he was on sleeping tablets, all this sort of oh, thing. Jesus. He's come out and admitted. Um, he couldn't sleep I... for months. Um, he was on his own in Brighton, oh. obviously, so he's not he's away from home because mm. uh, his family probably in London or Scotland. Um, so you know that transfer as well. Like you've you've got to come down here. Um, you know, even if you've got family down here, it's it's still a whole move that you've got to make at such a young age. And that all that going on, like, are you crazy? That's that's enough to be able to drive someone out of a job, let alone you know, sticking with it and getting better from yeah. it. And now that he's got the conclusion, it must be massive for him, a big weight off his shoulder. No, I'm glad. I'm glad I just said that because I had no idea the actual ins and outs of it. I didn't. Yeah. From Shout out Brighton I've Bubble seen, for reporting it because I wouldn't have seen. Oh, right. Yeah, good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah that, no, that I, think, I think it was quite, to be fair, it was not, not to shit on Brighton Bubble, but I think it was quite uh, UK news. <laughs> like, it, it, hit, it hit the national headlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, fair, fair. One little kind of controversial topic I did want to talk about. I don't know if you guys spoke about it on the previous one, um, but I do think it is worth just talking about because I find it quite strange personally and I wouldn't want to just avoid it just for the sake of it. Um, the fact Sanchez is, isn't is around the team when, you know, he's been at the club for maybe like, what, four or five years potentially now. He's had a really good stint in, as a first choice goalkeeper. Helped us get to where we are, by the way, of course, playing the, the majority of this season and the season before when we had a really, really good season, record finish in the Premier League. So to like, to then not, want to be part of the match day squad for whatever reason. Um, I do I do get the feeling that it is his choice, that he doesn't want to be around the squad when we were just about to qualify for Europe. We then did. And then obviously against Man City, it was going to be a special day, the last game of the season, to then not want to be part of that again. I just find that quite odd. I mean, mm. yes, even if you want to leave, 
that's cool. But yeah, you know, you can still be there with you know the twenty five man squad or whatever. He's still brilliant friends with all of them. All the coaches had great rapport with all of them. You'd want to celebrate where you've got to. And I saw an image of him. Uh, I think it was after was it after the Sunday game? Well, it might have been after City. No, I think it was after the Sunday game against Southampton. And he was with some of the South American boys, like just chilling that evening. So it just makes you think, like, why would you want to? Why would you not want to celebrate with the club, with the fans, that yeah. game? Who wants to I, go I, first? But I just find that quite strange. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, I think. I think first of all, yeah, like like you mentioned, I think uh, you have to remember what he's done for the club in terms of like he has got us to this stage. He's been part. Well, he's been part of what's you know the the journey. Yeah. So that's really key to remember. And it's a great shame, I think, how it's all panned out. Like we all knew that. Um, you know, he was the kind of character, I think, to to sometimes be a bit, you know, outspoken and all that kind of stuff. And I think he's unfortunately, yeah, put for whatever, for whatever reason, again, we, I, I don't want to comment fully because I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know what's going on in the background. Like you said, we, it might be, you know, something with Billy Gilmore. We didn't know what was going on until it all came out now. So, again, we don't know if something's happening behind closed doors. However, yeah. Allegedly. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know w- with regards to Bobby Sanchez. It is a great shame because you'd like to see him at least be part of it, like you said, like be part of the celebrations. You know, do his lap of honor. He wasn't even a lap of honor on on Sunday. Um, so yeah, it, it's a great shame how it's looking, like it's panning out. And, it, and I think we're replacing him. I see we're linked with a Hertha Berlin goalkeeper as well, who just got relegated. Mm. Um, so it looks like he's very much out out um, going out the way. And yeah, it looks like Jason Steele and the, the Hertha Berlin keeper are going to be. Oh, and also Rushworth is coming back as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a real strange one, and it's a shame how it's all ended. But I think the club knows best, the Zerbi knows best, and yeah, uh, I, I sort of trust how we're going to handle it. I think no matter what happens, I think we're going to handle it in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we sell him, whether we, you know, whatever happens, I think we'll handle it the right way like we usually do. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's one of those things that happens in football, isn't it? Yeah. Well, my, yeah, my, my the reason why I said it was, it wasn't more of a question for the club of why it wasn't, yeah, it was more of just a question for Sanchez. Obviously he's not listening to this or watching it, but <laughs> that's what I, I just can't understand his logic as to why he wouldn't want to be a part of these like final two games at the Amex. Um, Maybe Ryan, you wanna... pride? I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, that's what you've worked for all this time. You know, he, he came in for Matty Ryan and it was it was a breath of fresh air. And Brighton fans were like, oh my God, we finally got a brilliant goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper. It's going to be amazing. Um, so I just feel like he's, well, as it, maybe I, I'm not him, obviously, but for me, if I've invested that much time and effort mentally and physically, I'd want to at least reap the rewards and at least even if you're not playing, but just that, that lap of honour, I'm sure would have been a really special moment. But yeah, Ryan, go on. If you've got anything to say on it. Yeah. I mean, Deserby's <laughs> excluded him. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's the same with Trossard. He doesn't, if you're not going to agree or pull your weight or you're not going to play ball, well, then what do you want to do? Like, you know, if it, if it, it's your choice, if, if you want to play, if you want to, if you want to be with us, you're with us. If you're losing and you're not with us, you want to be with us when you win. So what do you want? You can't have both of them. So you've got to be with us or you're not. So you're not. Okay, so that means you can't play with us. And that means you've got to go. So unfortunately, that's how it works. And, and that's how it works in everything. If you're not going to be with us now, don't be with us then. Like, it's as simple as that. Jason Steele's waiting Yeah, but I mean, like, Alexis is going to go. And we know that. We know Alexis is going, but he's still part of yeah. the squad, still trying his best. Like, and you can still I compete think, think, to be yeah. the number two goalkeeper, I, can't I, you? I think, Even if I you think know you're going. I think that's bang on though, Ben. I think that's the reason why is because he doesn't, uh, again, I, and I'm not, this is just my, this is my view. I think he just doesn't want to fight for that, 
number one spot. He's just like, well, do you know what? Yeah, still, still waited four in. years to he, make that yeah, to make yeah, that yeah. Um, uh, squad, and yeah, forget him. You know, yeah, I just feel like I just feel like personally, from, from my from my view, I just don't think he's got the fight in him to 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 fight for that number one spot. He's sort of just given up and he's gone. Do you know what? I can't be asked to fight for number one. I I think in his head he thinks I can go to any other club or, or most clubs outside the top six and I can become a starter and, and you know and it was and it showed. Remember when we said we said when he didn't have someone fighting for. Before Steele sort of really started fighting for the number one spot, he didn't. Remember, we were saying he doesn't doesn't seem to care. Like he's, oh, I'm, I'm number one. Do you know what? I'll make a few mistakes. It's fine. Um, I don't really have any competition anyway. But then as soon as Steele started competing, he was like shit. And then he just didn't really seem to want to exactly. know, get that back. So, so that's just my this view is what on I'm it. saying. If you're not if you're not with it, then you're not you're not with it. Like you know, I don't know what people people like. I was on the fence until I heard about it, and then obviously when once. It's all sort of known that he's not going to be in the squad, and it's it's totally down to him. You know, uh, Deserby said yeah. that with uh, Tony Bloom that he really thanks him for giving him the the sort of support for two situations he's had this season in the dressing room, and to be able to make his decision. And if you're not going to play Deserby's way, then you're not in it. And you know that's that's how it yeah. should be because he's the manager, he's the boss. If you're not going to agree with him, then you can't be with him. And, you know, whatever whatever's going to happen with Sanchez, hopefully he bucks his ideas up and sorts himself out. But I can't see that happening, unfortunately. And I, and I do think it will end up being, yeah, as I say, Jason Steele's fought for this, mate. He's, he's been through everything. He's been through hell and back to, to be able to be in that squad. So why wouldn't you want to support him? And that's why I don't understand with some of our fans that don't want to, because he's been through everything. He's waited. He even got pipped to the starting 11 by Sanchez from the under-23s. And he still didn't get a game, but he still supported Sanchez getting there, still fought for his place back, still played in the cup games yeah. and made penalty saves. And, and, you know, so now that he's got his opportunity, Sanchez wants to go, then go, <laughs> go. <Yeah. laughs> You're not here then. Yes, yeah, but so what? Um, someone's phone keeps, keeps vibrating, by the way. So if you sure. could pop it on. Yeah, I can hear that. Um, all right. But yeah, that, that's a good, good. I think we've covered that well. Um, yeah, it's just a shame. Obviously, he played more recently against Chelsea away, didn't he? When Nciso scored his first worldie, and then he played in the semi-final against United. Yeah. Um, and he actually played really you know, well. well, well in the semi yeah, I know. Both, yeah, both games he was really, really good. Maybe, but... maybe that's that's actually that's actually not a good point as well. Do you know, like, not I, I, a good I, point. Uh, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, no, not to justify his actions, but could that be? Is that in his thinking? He's like, look, I've had such a good game against Man United. Why have I been dropped again? And what you know? Does he feel injustice? Like, like, injustice of no, no, I know, I know. But like, is, is that the, is that his thinking? He's like, oh, I've played really well against Man United, and then I've just been dropped the next game. Is he thinking, oh, well, Deserby's not showing me any faith. Uh, he's not showing me any loyalty. So why should I show you any loyalty? Yeah, is is that yeah? Is that a, a thought yeah, process? I'm not him, saying that's he's right. Him loyalty the whole way through. You know, that's that's no, the thing. of course, he's had, of course. He's had the loyalty. He said he's he's been immovable for three years. Well, te technically, like Potter, Potter, Potter was it. the one who showed faith in him. Technically speaking, because he was the one who put him in at yeah. the beginning. To, but so to, did you know, to so did so did Stan, um, Deserby, and then he replaced him with Steele when he thought that Steele was better because Steele had I think three or four really really good games for us in the cup, and it was at that point where it was you know he was playing with his feet yeah, in a way errors. that Sanchez doesn't. Yeah. And he was playing with his feet differently because he was waiting. He was he was doing what Cole Will or Dunk does. So it's almost made Steele into almost like an outfielder. He doesn't play Steele as a normal yeah. as a normal goalkeeper. He keeps him right on the edge of his box and and waits to invite pressure. Whereas I don't think Sanchez was doing that as much, and and that's what's ultimately cost it. Um, but you know, it's it's just you know, it is what it is. We move on. I don't I don't really care too much to be honest it is what it is like if he stays he stays if he doesn't it's on his own back like you know he's done well for us but um 
you know, you you can't you can't expect both ways. It's the same as Trossard. Like I don't hold yeah. any any love for Trossard or any hate for Trossard. He's gone. He's gone. So who cares? Yeah. He didn't want to be here. Yeah. So I agreed. Yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, best of luck to Sanchez wherever you do go. It'll be interesting to see where he does go. Um, mm, and yeah, I'm sure he will he get a good reception, hopefully, uh, well, if we do meet him uh, next season. But um, let's get back to the game. We did end up conceding. Maybe Sanchez mm. would have saved it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all, we get hit on the break <laughs> after some good, some good <laughs> pressure. Um, and yeah, it's a shame Van Heck was having a good game, but Haaland, instead of shooting, he actually decided to assist uh, Foden, was it, who had... Who yeah. was also unbelievable, mm. by the way. Just yeah, collides with was, the ball, that was, kid. He was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. He was really Just, good. He doesn't look, yeah, mm. weird. Um, doesn't look real. But yeah, then Van Heck. Don't know if you could have cleared it, but maybe well, there's his balance running back like that. It's yeah. a tricky one, I, I think it? it's harsh to, to pin harsh, it on anyone though. that was on the goal on the goal yeah, line. Course, yeah. But yeah. but I think the big culprit was Pascal Gross because he was like so deep. He kept everyone on. Well, he kept Haaland on. So I think if you're if you're gonna look at anyone for that goal, not again, not to blame anyone, but if you're gonna look at someone who's at fault for that goal, it's gonna have to be Pascal Gross, unfortunately. Because um, as we all know, right back is not his preferred position. Uh, he's a centre midfielder slash, you know. Uh, yeah, he, he's not a defender right back by trade, so we can give him some slack. But yeah, he was mm. pretty deep for that, and he kept uh, Harland on side, who then obviously ran through. I like uh, right yeah, back. yeah, no, no, he's great. Just for that goal, though, yeah. he, he was he was left lacking, and he kept him on side. So. But that was an interesting decision to play then Caicedo in midfield rather than what he's been doing previously. And yeah, I'm here for it, um, Ryan. Yeah, what did you make of the goal? It was a bit of a shame when it went in because you thought, did we really deserve to concede that? No, yeah. We were on the front foot 100% and it was a, it was totally against the run of play, uh, which is funny to say against Manchester City. And it, to be honest with you, it took our wind yeah. out of our sails for a good five minutes or so. Um, but yeah, for about five minutes, I think we got a little bit rattled and then we came back into it and looked good again. Um, and then if anything, it made us stronger, I think, towards the end of the second half. Sorry, the first half. Um, but yeah, it was a shame when it happened because, as I say, it was... It was just a bit of a calamity of errors, really. Uh, yeah, I couldn't really blame that on JP because he, he was having such a good game and then he sort of scrambled back to the to get anything on it was going to be good enough. And then, unfortunately, very much it didn't quite go around the post. Um, but no, I thought, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to hate on anyone for it, but it's a shame when you concede in those sort of ways against a quality team. You'd rather just be ripped apart and say, fair enough, wouldn't you, rather than have something like yeah. that. But it is what it is. Oh, of course. And, yeah. It just then further proves the mentality in this squad. Because then, like you said, Brian, we did bounce back. Um, had the ball in the net. Mm. Matoma, yeah. like a bobsleigh, just tried to like dive on it. No, what's that mm. like Olympic winter sport when they're on that? Yeah, bobsled. Well, no, not bobsled, but they're on that. They're on that like four wheel like oh. square plate, like the chess. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, it just looked like he just done anything he could to get the ball into the back of yeah. yeah as soon as that went in I was like I don't think that's going to yeah. get loud uh, <laughs> it looked the we're, most we're, dodgy we're, go we're, ever yeah we're all, we're all going mad and then it was like mm. uh, yeah I don't think that's going to count quite, yeah, fair quite evidently yeah. but no it's good to good to show <laughs> that we were trying to get back into it and then <laughs> another unbelievable goal from Julio and Ciso both well his Chelsea goal I another. saw I think goal put it up it was like 32 metres out and then this one against City was also 32 metres out which is also crazy but in my opinion, I'd probably say this one was better. Yeah, 100%. It, no, no, okay, I've got an argument for this, yeah. okay? So, in terms of the, the the magnitude, in terms of what it meant to the game, I'd say Chelsea's much more important because yeah, sure. it won the game uh, against, you know, Chelsea, who we all know we've got a nice little rivalry <laughs> with now. Um, and that was so important to get us Do to we? Europe, right? Uh, yeah, don't know why. Um, we'll get on to that. Then, yeah, we'll get on to that. And then... Yeah, that goal, I think me, that, that that Chelsea goal went way more. However, 
I think the build-up for the Man City goal from Steele all the way up to Enciso and the finish itself was just incredible. Like top bins, top bins. Even the Man City fans were clapping and, you know, giving it the gratitude it deserved. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. In terms of what it meant, Chelsea. But in terms of quality, City. Just everyone was, mm. every, like the crowd, every time it was nearly going in, everyone was like, oh. Yeah, that was class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when when everyone reacted to the goal, first though, replay. Oh, is it? Well, not just worldies. But that, the way it just, no, we do it to just in the top, top corner. The top corner was just incredible. Um, we, yeah, we, Ryan, we, we didn't do it against Southampton, did we? Oh, I don't remember doing that. Yeah. We, no, when it's a bit like an important one, we do it to pretty much like... Oh, right. right, right, right. Like yeah. when it's a weldy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't get to see many weldies, mate. I normally see us lose, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everton, yeah. rocking cheese, yeah. Uh, But yeah, right, go on. Well, lead us away with that goal. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think in terms of what it meant at Chelsea, I went abs- I lost my head at Chelsea. Um, and when Julio sort of stands there, because it was right in front of me like this, I was like, you are such a boy. And then when it was... Um, City, I think if you were to look at the strike, as someone who loves to strike a ball, I would say that the one against City was better just because he's gone for the far corner as opposed to the near corner. And to get it across the goal, like to, to have that much power from 32 yards out across goal is harder than to put it straight across because to hit it like an arrow is, I would say, easier than hitting it across goal because you've got to get more power in it. And you've also got to get this more direction. This is a good, de- is a good debate because, yeah. So yeah. I'd say that's a harder strike. So mm. and also the build-up play was better. It was it was a prime Deserby ball sort of build-up with Steele and Colwell and Facundo and Gilmore. I think was involved as well. So that part was great. But yeah, I think the strike-wise, I'd say the one against City edged it purely because it was it was in that upper ninety, wasn't it? And it yeah, and it yeah. was a it was literally goal. top for that reason it top, takes top that bins. one. Mm, I, yeah. I think I, I, I think that's the best goal I've ever seen live. I think it's got it's got to be. Yeah, I, I used I to say I always held it as Florian Andone against Palace was my favourite. Mm. Like, my, <laughs> oh yeah, Yeri Scalak yeah, as well. QPR, if you remember. Oh mate, oh, fun, fun fact. Fun fact. My good friend Grant actually set up Scalak for that. So the header out was by Grant, and uh, yeah, we oh, actually no got really up. we actually brought that up the other night against Enciso. Uh, we actually brought that video up. We were like, Grant, you, you've now yeah. been beaten for the best goal assist uh, for, for a worldie yeah. at the Amex. Is that when he was playing for the QPR best goal as well. Yeah, he played for yeah. QPR. Yeah, so he headed it out, and then Scalak just mm. absolutely walloped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was such. Do you know a what? Goal. Jack Albion brought up a good one. Matty Sparrow, if you remember this, this is putting everyone's minds back in. It caught me straight away. Matty oh, Sparrow, Sparrow against Southampton in the first season at the Amex, and it was posting in. If you remember that one, it was probably about 35 yards out. Yeah, Smacked that's, that's it. Mind, that was a good one. I remember Matty Sparrow, though. Yeah. Or, yes. like, what yeah. a debut against Swindon. David yeah. Lopez as well. David Palace. Lopez yeah. could be up there. But in terms of this season, though, um, where does. What's yeah. your goal of the season? Unless we score another world against Villa, but um, we never normally do too well. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past us at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know really what? True. Do you know what? I'm going to chuck. One, I'm going to chuck one out there. Uh, again, I don't know it, in terms of the, the sort of magnitude of it. However, uh, the goal against Arsenal at the Emirates uh, in the League Cup, the one where Samiento done the little mm. flick and then oh, Tottenham yeah. scored. Yeah, that the build-up play for that was team brilliant. Goal. Yeah, great, a great team goal. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say like. It was a worldie or anything like that, but the, the build-up play was brilliant. Like Samiento involved oh, heavily. You've just got, um, and mate, think, you've just given yeah. me memories right there. 
of um, Enoch Mwepu at, at the Emirates. What a goal yeah. that was. I know you're talking yeah, about this season. Brilliant. But you've just given me a memory of him. Like that edge of the box volley, sort of side-footed into the like, world. Such a nice goal. And the one at Although Liverpool He, he didn't well. run to the away fans though. So. some worldies, <laughs> man. I forgot about all these. Yeah, that's true. If I give you a goal, goal of the season, do you know what? This is probably just recency bias, but yeah, I'd have to go and see so we can see. I think just for recency bias, but there's been. I think we've scored some fantastic goals. We had we had two oh, away at home like, against Leicester. Alexis, obviously. Well, yeah, Alexis did disallowed. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. if we can do disallowed goals, Alexis <laughs> McAllister's got to win it. Uh, <laughs> at least it makes up for that one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, that free kick was nice, though. Do you know what, people Alexis. in the comments? comments yeah, comment down below. What's your goal of the season? And also, because it was a good debate. What was a better goal? The Inciso versus Chelsea or Inciso versus Man City as well? Yeah. So let us yeah, know and why as well. Don't and just also, say one or the other. You have to why. say why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I want to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also like and subscribe, obviously, because... Of course. We always, plug, we babe. normally ask right at the end of the podcast. Good plug, so. good plug. Yeah. Um, like it. And then like obviously it. for the rest of the game, it was, I think the first half was obviously probably the better half, but then the second half was still yeah. enjoyable to watch because they're two yeah. brilliant teams, no matter, no matter what they're fighting for. Um, but not too much happened other than really... Harland, Harland getting no a disallowed goal. Um, yeah, the header. I, yeah. I, yeah, let's talk about that because that that yeah. annoyed me actually. Because everyone was like, "Oh yeah," um, was it? People were messaging me on WhatsApp going, "How's that been disallowed?" I was like, "Mate, he's literally pulled him." Like, I don't know yeah. how you can't mm. not disallow that goal. I didn't, I didn't understand the logic behind people it's saying soft, he should have stood. I didn't... It's a foul. Yeah, it's a pull. It's actually also then scored as well. Yeah. Like if it was a player it's that hadn't actually been involved with the goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the why that's the only so, way yeah. we could kind of say. Unfortunately, it. Um, that yeah, was such way a of, I was so happy. The way of football forever, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then yeah, I tell you no, what, I'm when to think of chances the moment in the second half, Perbisesta Pinyan outside the box. Oh when my he god! Absolutely oh, twatted it. I thought, well, I thought it was outrageous. going. I thought it was yeah, going in. I jumped out of my seat and I did the famous thing. Yeah, I said the famous thing. So just as he was coming up to it, I was like, don't shoot, for God's sake. And he just smacks it. I was like, oh, that was close. <laughs> That's the difference between me and you. I was going, shoot, shoot. It was millimetres. Yeah. Yeah. It was millimetres. Yeah, because was after, obviously, after um, Enciso's goal, uh, every, do you remember, any time we were like in and around the box, everyone was like, shoot, shoot. Um, yeah. yeah and he, I was and like, he, I was he, like he don't did. shoot. And then he went, bang. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that was close. Yeah, that was outrageous. Yeah, that was outrageous. That was an outrageous. I was, just, yeah. I was watching the fight. Imagine, mate, imagine it, we beat them with them like two goals. Over. Yeah, yeah. Right, Could you imagine that? that imagine we, imagine that would be like the bragging rights over the rest of the league for ages. The same we beat City yeah. with two of like goals of the season would be unreal. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of others. Um, so we had the Matoma chance for the header, um, which probably should oh, yeah. have done better. We've maybe got that on target. Ferguson when he came on, he looked um, good. He had that chance of like re- yeah, really Ferguson. acute angle, but I drilled it, yeah. drilled it out. Mate, table, I, do you know what I love about Evan, right? Yeah, he gets that ball from sort of... It's a very awkward angle. And he, the first thing in his brain... My dad said this. Shout out, Dad. He said, this, this, like, the first thing in his head is just to shoot. He gets the ball, he's like, bang it. And it's still on target. I mean, he, he's got such a great ability of knowing where the goal is. Uh, it's such a rare thing to have. Like, if you're a good striker, you can get them off. But not many people do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 what we that's what we want in a striker. Um, also, yeah, I mean, I, I just probably not go through individual names, but like Welbeck was decent. Most players were bloody good, really. Yeah, um, yeah, the whole but team. One great. one player that didn't play who has actually actually no, you know what? We'll, we'll do that later. Um, Full time scenes players do another obviously lap of honor like they've done against Southampton. Alexis is walking maybe ten or fifteen meters in front of everyone else, 
And when I was standing around with the boys, I was like, one of them was like, oh, Alexis is doing his farewell here, isn't he? Because he's like, he's walking away from the actual group of people. Um, it was just him on his ones, just clapping, leading the whole team. And I, I didn't have a, I wouldn't say I had a lump in my throat, but I did get emotional when he was coming over and clapping. Um, because I thought, yeah, that could be him going. I don't know what you boys thought if you did manage to see that. I thought the, what you made thought, of it. I thought the opposite, to be honest. You know, usually when a player's leaving, right? When a player's leaving, they proper do it, like overdo it, like, you know, go over to the crowd, you know, proper, proper applaud. I didn't feel like he did that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, you know, trying to hold on to any hope right now because I know he's yeah. going to leave. Maybe but, he'll do it against a, a Villa. Maybe, yeah. I think that'll be, yeah. If if at Villa, he proper goes up to the away fans and gives his farewells, I think that we all know that that's, that's done and dusted. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like not the proper farewell that I would expect from a player leaving. Does that make sense? Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I look, I, we all know. And just quickly, actually, uh, on the atmosphere, uh, me and Ryan spoke about this on the last pod, but uh, I was being very nice, actually. I was being nice and saying, no, it was good atmosphere. And then Ryan said it was shit. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Because uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be the guy <laughs> to bring it up. But um, it was way better. Like the Man City, uh, the atmosphere of Man City was so much better. I know it was a night game and probably because it was Man City, it was way better. But yeah, there's some pressure, maybe. Which, Maybe you, know, yeah. you should argue that that would make you be more vocal exactly. in this day. Yeah, I felt like the Southampton game. We yeah, our, our support was not good, but in the Man City game, yeah, we we turned up and our, we found our voices, and it was yeah, it, it felt like a proper game because of the, the the quality on display. I think that definitely mm. helped. No, that's true. And Brian, what did you make? Did you make, did you stay for or did you run for before? Well, run to get the car. Did you see Alexis saying goodbye? What do you think, mate? I uh, I was gone. <laughs> do you think mate? i stayed of course i stayed um yeah no um alexis weird i think i don't know i'm not sure what i think on alexis whether we'll stay or go same with moises I, I i just don't know i i think it's the one thing that deserve said in the press was that we can offer them more now we've got europa because you know it's more of an incentive and that that's what he hopes that can keep them to yeah. stay um, and for him to say that is quite good, actually, because it makes you think at least Deserby's saying it, not like, you know, just like journalists or something. It makes you feel a bit better about it. But um, I don't know. I, th- I genuinely think it's, it's in the air because there's nothing agreed. There's nothing done. And you know, I know that a lot of like Fabrizio's tweets and a lot of other people's tweets are sort of <laughs> suggesting it. But then the athletic and stuff sort of deny it from both ends, like, it's including Liverpool. So I don't know. I actually don't what know what I to don't, expect. Get, what I also I don't get goodbye, right. But we'll see. Apart from Mane, of course, Liverpool is the main club that he's been linked with throughout the past few months. Um, mm. And now they're going to be competing in the Europa League with us. Other than Mane, yeah. why would you move to them? Maybe do another season with us and then get a bigger move. Or obviously if City come calling to replace Gundogan, because um, I saw Pep had his arm around Alexis, so that obviously means he's interested. Um, I'm joking, but um, mate, that'd be a. Br- I'd rather him go see it, of course, just because that'd be great for Alexis. But I just don't get. I don't yeah. get. I don't. I don't get the pull of Liverpool unless he's obviously I, been a fan of them or whatever. I don't get the. If they're I playing say, in the same competition the as us. Itself, if you know I, what I mean, I, I don't do. think that he's a Liverpool because- player. But but the thing is, their midfield is aging slash gone. They don't have a midfield, so he yeah, would be pretty much a yeah, guaranteed starter. Yeah. So he'd be a pretty much guaranteed starter at Liverpool. Whereas, let's say your Man City, he'd be on the bench. He's, there's no way he's getting in that team ahead of Rodri and Gundogan. Like, no, but no Gundogan's chance. going, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. I think Gundogan's gone. Isn't he? Oh, going right. Free. But yeah. even so, like I just, yeah, I, I don't think he'd start for City. But that's just me. Well, but you know, Liverpool, he's guaranteed starter. 
yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll take Gundogan. You, you can have... Uh, I'm, I agree with Ryan, though. I really do. I just don't think he would suit Liverpool. He's not a Liverpool I'm worried player. that he wouldn't be... I agree. But that, he's, he's a not a game-changer for Liverpool, I don't no, no, think. But, but, but Ben, but Ben, why do, if, as long as we get £60 million for him, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, of course. It's yeah. exactly like Kukurea. Well, I'd rather him stay... Like, I don't get this. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. No, of course, of course, of course. Look, 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 let's be clear. I want him to stay. However, if he is to go, 60 million, I'll take that all day long, mate. And then we'll probably find some South American wonder kid for 2 million and he'll be the next big thing. So yeah. who cares, mate? Who cares? I've just grown to love Alexis. It'll be really No, no, no. I, I, I love him as well. I, yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah, I don't know if it's anything done. I don't, I just don't think that there's any like set in stone thing that suggests that it's done to me. Um, you know, maybe if there's City are interested, I could see that more. I just, I just can't see the Liverpool thing, and I never have done. And I just don't see him being one a Liverpool player. Two, I don't see Liverpool spending seventy five, eighty million on him because I just, I just don't see that happening. But maybe I'm wrong. They've only done it a handful of times on big, big transfers, um, and I just, I, I, they just don't seem like that sort of team. I, I, maybe I'll be wrong, and we'll see. But um, you know, you see, for example, they normally get someone like a. Like a Jota, I know they spent fifty million on him, but they normally go obscure, a bit more obscure they're st- than just getting they're stacked. Up, they're stacked up top, though, aren't they? They've got like so many forward options. They just need midfielders now. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're right, pretty right. much. Pretty um, much sort of... I must admit, though, the James Milner thing points. perhaps could be to do with it. We'll see. Yeah, maybe yeah. we've got three more talking points. They're not going to be too long, so and then obviously we can go. We'll be doing a Villa preview, and this time we'll actually be uploading it because for Newcastle we filmed a separate preview. I never actually put it out. So right. um, uh, but we'll do a Villa preview. And that'll be in a separate episode. Uh, but yeah. we've got three more talking points. I'll touch on one that's quite funny. Um, a video surfaced of what we thought was looked like an Italian man with a tattoo dancing on a table with Ginta. People were like, is it him? Is it not? Someone said, is it? That looks like Shooter VIP. And I was like, I don't think Shooter VIP has a lovely chandelier. The, it, it didn't look like <laughs> Gintub. That's what threw me. I was like, I yeah. I've been in Gintub a few times and mm. it, it didn't look like Gintub. Yeah, yeah. clearly was. Uh, but they, uh, yes. But then it, you kind it of saw a glimpse one. of his like tattoo. Yeah, it was him. You saw his like, yeah. he's got like two bands on his, on his bicep, I'm pretty sure. Um, Stalker, maybe. Um, funny that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it looked like him dancing on the table, dancing around. It looked it was brilliant. And then another video surfaced of them. Um, I think in Wonderwall, I think, weren't they? All the players, yeah, all the staff were in Jinta. Just to be in there, imagine that. That would have been such oh, a good night. The thing is, I it just such know... a nice, so nice to see him release that and just enjoy that kind yeah. of moment. I just love the fact that both Man City and Brighton just got absolutely paralytic after Sunday. Um, <laughs> and they just both just went on a lash. Like That's Man City, stupid. was it Pep, Pep came out and said, we drank all Lewis the booze drunk. in Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then obviously... Brighton were out on the lash in Gintub or wherever, mm. wherever else. Um, and then, yeah, and they both played really good football and uh, called, it a, called it a stalemate. But uh, no, I think the players deserve it. You know, they've done so well this season just to have a big night out. They deserve it. It's the least they deserve. And I'm sure they've got lots of plans in Mykonos and all these places, Vegas in the summer, which they'll be absolutely well, living the dream. Funny you say that. They'll be, have got, they've got plans. They looks like they had plans last night because Billy Gilmore, Levi Colwell, at least <laughs> we were both having a little drink together. Um, yeah. Then our then our co-host Ryan Adset decided to to try his luck and tweet how how's your night during Chelsea's battering at Old Trafford when they lost four one. Ryan Gorn Levi Colwell replies saying, "What having a good night, mate?" With a picture of him and Billy Gilmore, the thumbs up, brilliant. Take it away, like three exclamation marks. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) since I've received, I think five death threats, and yeah, some crazy. That's good going, Ryan. 
Yeah. Uh, that's usually that's, that's my usual though. Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit wild. But yeah, I don't know. It was. A, I don't get how it happened, mate. To be honest, because I don't know how it's gone so viral. Like I, did, I just didn't see it happening, and now it's gone on like Sport Bible and Talk Sport, and I'm thinking, yeah. my God, all I said was you're having a good night, mate. I didn't yeah. think I've exactly stirred the pot or anything or anything. But, you know, well, it, you, you um, tweeted it after they know. just got battered four-one against Man United. So. Well, I tweeted it during it, and like, <laughs> oh, right. I don't, I don't think it was worthy of what I got back, mate. To be honest with you, but anyway, no, no, no. Um, I look, I'm, not, quite I'm not justifying is... the abuse, but no, of course not. What is quite funny is Levi's responded so. What I find the funniest part is Billy Gilmore retweeted it, and of all of that to happen, I'm the one that gets the backlash. <laughs> what is this game? But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, mate. I don't really just... I don't really know what's going to happen, but we want we want Levi to stay, and that's all that really matters. I want Levi Colwell to stay. I don't think many oh, Chelsea fans great. want him back anymore, so you may as well, mate. To be fair, because yeah, I, think, I think we've done what morning, we set out. You may as well not yeah. bother. Operation, back. <laughs> Operation is complete, yeah. boys. I mean, he done, He had a uh, yeah. quote in the Athletic, didn't he, saying that he loves it here and that sort of thing. That sort of thing. You see what happens at the end of the season with Chelsea. Um, and I've said it and I'm glad because I said I think we would be able to get him I'm pretty sure I've said that uh, publicly and I'm glad it seems like it could be coming true that we will be getting him on a perm Um, what I will say is another thing that was quite funny is obviously this was all Ryan that was obviously digging at Chelsea Um, then Bugsy CFC goes Ryan Edson and Seagull Social proper creeps man (laughs) (laughs) I went to quote tweet it with the um, 50 cent meme Saw Maz had already done it. I was like, that's brilliant. Great mindset. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was perfect. What'd you say, yeah. fuck me for? Thanks. Yeah, what'd you say, <laughs> fuck me for? I was, I was like, I was, yeah, don't worry, mate. Um, <laughs> so much for so me being a third was... of the podcast. My God. I'm not anything to do with this. We got you back, mate. We got you back. We got you back, mate. Now you've gone viral. We got you back. No, I'm joking. No, no. obviously, look, we don't condone any of the abuse because that's just a step too far. As we always say, look, football banner is football banner. Like, just chill out on the abuse and the and the death rates and stuff like that it's just it's not needed at but all. you know what's like, weird mate yeah. like i i've um had some banter and to be fair there's been quite a few chelsea fans have messaged me saying like there's like two sides Good of our chat. fan bases one's just like absolutely like crazy like genuinely crazy and then there's the ones that actually like go to the games and talk proper just football and I think that that's the difference. You just got to find the proper Chelsea fans and the ones that are just the complete trolls. Unfortunately, with the nature of Twitter, there's more trolls than there are actual just normal fans. Um, yeah, but it is yeah. what it is, oh, mate. Like you know, um, as long as you don't you know have any problems, it's it's fine. But yeah, I just think um, Brian. Overall, on a footballing basis, Levi Colwell, I want him to stay, yeah. and I want I want him to just be to... staying there with Billy Gilmore next season. It'll be top. Just a final message. He'll be top. Uh, just a final message, everyone. Social media is not real, so just chill out. What yeah? do you mean? That's true. Yeah, social media. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> what do you mean, life. mate? I People you know right who now, I, I am. Prom- That's what they I, say. They know me. I, what do you mean? I promise you, I promise you right now, Ryan, if they saw you in real life, I promise you right now, they would not have the energy they have online. I promise you that now. <laughs> <They would absolutely laughs> uh, you're right, mate. Through their pants. You are right. Um, uh, but yeah. In yeah, a mighty. big week for the club where we got promotioned, well, promotion, we qualified for Europa League, drew with Man City, we also finally, finally saw another Lewis Dunk England call up. And I was still surprised, even though I was like, obviously he's been playing brilliantly. But even when he's been playing brilliantly, he never has been called up. But 
I was so, so happy to see. He finally gets to change his profile picture after four and a half, five years on Instagram. <laughs> the same England one yes. with the number six on the back. Um, but yeah, I'm so yeah. happy. And it'll be great practice what we play in Macedonia and Malta. I think there'll be great practice for the Europa League next year when we're against teams. some teenagers from there. Yeah, found, so, found his level. <laughs> yeah, found his level. Yeah. Um, but our boys, Ryan, I'll go with you first. Were you buzzing to see that? Of course, mate. Like, you know, I've been trying to bang the drum as long as I think we've even been doing this podcast. I think if you were to look through and just solely filter out my rants on Lewis Dunk getting to the England team, I think you'd have at least two or three hours of content to watch. So you'd be entertained. But um, yeah, no, it's about time, mate, to be honest with you. You know, it is about time. Um, hopefully he just is able to impress now. Um, you know, hopefully it's not one where he just gets called up and then forgotten about again because Gareth Southgate wants to keep people happy. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can make a bit of a statement and push on for the it's the Euros next season, isn't it? Which is weird because obviously it doesn't feel long ago we had the Euros, but the COVID tax on that and it's you know pushed it forward another year. So Euros next year, next year, and you never know, we could be seeing a Lewis Dunk at the Euros, and my God, how that would be unbelievable. That was a good point. I actually didn't even think about that. And Maz, you obviously yeah, had, no. wait, you obviously had the conversation with him at the game. Yeah. Did you cover that in the last episode? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, very briefly. It was, um, yeah. no, yeah, obviously it was, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know Dunkey for for a long time. Obviously, I don't get to chat with him or, or you know, I don't have him on WhatsApp or anything like that. But yeah, whenever whenever we catch up, it's, it's always good. I, I always, yeah, yeah, get follow me back. Um, no, uh, it's always good to chat with him, and um, it's just I, I'm just so proud of like how far he's come. I said it in the last pod, like just to know him, like knowing him from when he was at the under 21s, because obviously, basically, I knew him through uh, Connor Wilkins, obviously Dean Wilkins' son, and that's how we knew each other. Uh, and yeah, we'd go out on nights out and stuff together. And that was when, like, before we'd really broken into the first team. So to see him from that stage of like, yeah, us being on West Street, having a few drinks, <laughs> having a few <laughs> shots. Booty, yeah. Bombs. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, bloody and the rest. Um, so yeah, because obviously, you know, when he was a bit younger, and I think he he's the first one to admit, he, he, not wild, but you know, he was a bit out there and, you know, he liked to go on a night out and that kind of stuff. And But like, to see his journey coming from that, to where he is now to, you know, having a family and being, you know, an England squad and being the captain of Brighton of Albion. Like it's just an incredible journey. And I'm so proud of him, uh, what he's achieved and how far he's come. So I think it's just, he deserves another cap at least. Um, hopefully like Ryan said, it's not just one of those sort of virtue, not virtue signal. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically he's not just, just, just to appease, you know, the, the people that have been mm. digging into Southgate. I hope it's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope it's not one of those where he's just done it just for the sake of doing it. It's actually yeah. to, to utilise him. And, you know, because he, he is, we said it last pod, didn't we, Ryan? He's probably, arguably, one of the top four centre-backs, English centre-backs right now. Like, you could argue he's oh, just he behind yeah, John Stones. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so you know, don't just put, call, him up, call him up for the sake of it. At least, you know, give him a chance. And if he doesn't perform, he doesn't perform. That's that's the way it's going to be. But so at least funny give him the people chance go on to, about Tamori to as well. They're like, oh, Fakaya Tomori, Fakaya Tomori. Not a single one of them has watched more than three games of Serie A this season. None of them, <laughs> including me. So when they when they go on about it, they're like, it's always Tomori, Tomori, Tomori. It's like, you do not watch Milan week in, week out. So how on earth can you say that? <laughs> Besides, even if he wanted to come He's up, which FIFA, I probably mate. would agree anyway. He's, purely, purely, exactly. <laughs> He's got a good card on FIFA, mate. That's the only reason people want to yeah. leave. Like, he used to be in the Chelsea Academy. It's wild, mate. That, but to be fair, like I do see why people would want him in when you still see you know, a lot of the squad's still weird. Like, I still Calvin Phillips in there and stuff like that, you know. And I, I think that's where it lets him, where Gareth Southgate lets himself down because he puts in a few through four, and everyone's like, "Oh, finally, he's picking someone different." But then he's still got Calvin Phillips, still got Connor Gallagher. You know, these players are just 
how on earth can they can they get called up? Mm. I mean, I know he dropped Raheem Cabin Sterling, Phillips. but like, my gosh, but Four. what's Phillips done, mate? What's Phillips done this season? <laughs> Nothing. Like, how can he even be called up to the England squad? It's beyond me. Um, so the, those Maguire. those sort of players, I'll always yeah. Harry Maguire's another one. You know, did he pull up Connor Cody this time? Mm, no. no, no. Okay, no. thank God. At least there's you know one of them gone. But yeah, I just never understand it really. But. Is what it is. The, for once, actually, and I'll make myself clear on this one, Tyro Mings deserves his call-up because I think he's been really good for Villa. Um, and yeah. I will take back my Tyro Mings agenda. I no longer have one because I don't <laughs> yeah. really care. So, but like, Imagine they the point, have yeah, like, an unbelievable season, partnership so. against Malta and we're like the best yeah, centre-back partnership since yeah. Rio Ferdinand. And Mark Way, he's in there, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, he's been decent for Palace. <laughs> well, I can't even knock that. Yeah, um, that's a fair point. But yeah. And Eze. I was actually, like, I even though he's yeah, a Palace player. who they play for? If they're decent players, you know, like... Yeah, I give credit where it's due. His journey's, but... Eze's journey is wild. And if we can appreciate Dunk's journey, we can also appreciate Eze's journey as well. Yeah, um, so sure. yeah, fair play for that. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that is about it. Um, you know, Ryan getting cancelled by Chelsea, Deserby on the table at Gin Tub, Dunk getting called up to England, Brighton qualified for Europa League, been a quiet week, boys. Us drawing with City with <sighs> unbelievable goals. Just we an, are just one normal week in Brighton. Yeah, Twitter. just a normal week in Brighton. We are flying and. What yeah. a special, special time to support this club. I wonder why I've got these bags um, under yeah, my we're eyes. We're very, very lucky. It's just, you'll know what. It's been tough. Um, oh, yeah, just know. quickly as well, before we wrap this up, fucking Southern Trains, sort your lives out, mate. You're a joke. Honestly, <laughs> right, Jack, it was an come absolute on, mate. disgrace. On come. Yeah, yeah, Jack, this, it's a disgrace, mate. I didn't get home until 2 a.m. Pieces of shit. Come on, Jack. Come and sort this out. I told you for the bad language. You should have yeah. come to Grand Central. Well, I said I, I should have. I should have yeah. come and met you after. Yeah, I, yeah. I messed up. Yeah. yeah, we were just chilling there. Right, it is what it is. Well, like to subscribe, but it's massively wrong. <laughs> As per, um, yeah. Comment down below. Obviously, let us know your goal of the season and was Julio's better against City or Chelsea. Um, also, comment down it's below it. saying. Um, something about Dunk for England. Congratulations! Thinking about Chelsea one now, you put that right in my head again. It's just oh yeah, maybe Cole. That was such a nice strike. Maybe Cole will is staying in capital letters. Cole will is staying. Chelsea fans, yeah. Cole will is staying. Believe it. Get Ryan Smalls into the atmosphere. Go for it, boys. Get into the universe. Believe, dream, believe, dream, and achieve. Um, and yeah, obviously leave a review on Spotify and Apple and we will see you. You'll see us before the Villa game. Cool, we're going to have to get that out very soon because obviously yeah. we're filming this on Friday. But peace out and see you very soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans